0: broadcasting around the world this is the hard asset money show your wealth your money your future serious talk about what's happening and how you can profit live in three two one
1: all right welcome back this is christian briggs your host of the hard asset money show Wow, so today we're still talking about this inflation numbers, the dollar demise, foreign currency demise, currency in general demise. Uh, Let us continue here with some statistics that for some people, this is painful uh, to listen to, so I I can appreciate that. For many of us also that uh, go to what I consider to be the... um, far edges of the, of the universe sometimes, when they search out information, sometimes it's hard to find. you got to go many places, far places, uh, go under some rocks, or go behind the curtains, uh, and sometimes you just have to look up because there's no other place it can be, and then all of a sudden it lands in your lap, and sometimes those stats are not good. They're not always friendly, they're not always nice, they're not always in your favor, but These are the statistics that we're going to see today, talk about today, and then hopefully be able to pivot from these stats today.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Hard Asset Management. We have the guaranteed lowest prices on all precious metals and rare coins. Call us at 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653.
1: So as we're continuing to go in, remember, gold which was in 1972, $35 an ounce, soared to over $850 an ounce by 1980. We had uh, the Carter administration increase spending beyond uh, any measure that had been seen prior, only probably to the spending of World War II. And when you do that, it is inflationary. Um, Sound business practices doesn't allow to spend more than you have, so why would we run the country in any, any way? But we did, and we do sometimes. So now if you look at, again, all of the increases that we've seen, there's a lot more. I've pointed this out many times in my past shows, uh, where gold price is currently not reflecting the massive debt expansion and money printing that the world has experienced, especially since 2006. Let's talk about that. If you take uh, from 1776, or let's just say 1800s, easier then, because we, we had no real debt anyway, but from 1800 all the way to around 19 let's just say 1980 we literally had a fairly stable economy yeah there's some ups and downs yeah there's been some cycles but the debt was never so surmountable that we couldn't look at it for what it was and we certainly couldn't look at it in any way shape or form that would give us pause concern or to create any kind of a new strategy to be able to tackle with it, because this wasn't really that much. It was never a big part of the GDP or against the GDP as we do a ratio. Let's go fast forward. Now we've gone from this basically, when Ronald Reagan took over around 1981, let's just, you know, back in 81, he's kind of taking things over, 80, 81, because it takes about a year, year and a half, sometimes until 82 he needed to to basically cut those rates. He had to cut the rates. He had to get some things down. We took some some very strong measures in order to tame inflation and to get the country back on track. And it didn't happen overnight. But then after you look at the second term, he walked into office with less than a trillion dollars of national debt. Now there were some other liabilities and debt that was on the books, but as far as the top line national debt, the debt that we borrow on to stimulate or to maintain the economy and all of the bills and promises we make. He came in with less than one trillion dollars, about nine hundred billion dollars, in in taking office, and that stayed pretty much the same. And then by the time Obama took office, we were at seven trillion. And now, fast forward, uh, the end of the current administration, we're increasing the debt by about another seven trillion just this year, give or take. Here for twenty one, and I suspect that we'll increase that by about another twenty to thirty trillion dollars over the next three to five years on top of the current debt and associated uh, debt and liabilities for Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and other related um, social services that we, um, we're, uh, we're putting out there. So again, you know, with all of that said, what do we do? Let's look at this. So we know that we're going to have a very high probability of a maintaining of about a 10 to 12 to 15 percent inflation rate for at least the next three to five years, maybe more. In some cases, it is more. We know that the global market right now for goods and services is also rising at about the same rate, give or take, depending upon the country. But for the most part, I'd say at least 5 to 10% on the low end, if not more on the high end with many countries, especially the G20. And so with that, the reflection of is that it's, it's dwindling the dollar because what cost a million dollars two years ago is now costing a million and a half today. So that takes more dollars for the same product. That is what we're talking about, which means you've got more cash in the in the market or the economy in the hands of people in order to facilitate a transaction at the new higher price. That is where you continue to print the money because you're chasing the same product, the same service, but for substantially more money. So you have to print your way into a prosperity in a sense. Okay, That is exceedingly bad for the economy and will wipe out much of people's savings when the markets do crash, when the bubble does burst, was Michael Burry says, this will be the biggest correction in world history. When? Soon. How soon? Don't know. But look at the numbers. We're making new highs in stocks, bonds, real estate, derivatives, packaged products that were pretty much the bad apples in the 2007-2008 uh, world. Depression. It was a depression. It was an obsession. That was a depression. On top of that, we have about a 10 to 12 million homes that are behind on their mortgage for at least 6 to 12 months. Mortgage relief is not going to come in time, and it's not going to be enough anyway if it did. And so we're going to have millions of homes hit the market starting in about 2 to 3 months. Many will be absorbed. There's still a lot of cash out there. But the cash can only go so far when the tap is turned off and the tap is not running like it used to run and it probably never will, at least to the extent for the next couple of years. So there will be a cash crunch, there'll be a credit crunch and it's going to hurt, it's going to sting. And then all of a sudden, what happened in 2008 to 2010, gold almost tripled. It was up about two and a half times. Silver went through the roof. It went up like 300%, 400% over about a two, three year period there. We saw as high as $50 an ounce for silver from as low as 12. We'll be right back.
0: If you've got a collection of precious metals in United States or world rare coins, call one of our account executives at Hard Asset Management, the world's rare coin and precious metals dealer, and they'll be happy to give you a free evaluation and appraisal on the value. And we can give you guidance on any recommendations that you may need. Free shipping on all precious metals and rare coins orders. 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653.
1: This is good news, bad news. It's good news as you prepare for it. It's great news if you've already prepared for it. It's bad news if you still think that we, we can look at an asset that goes from 100,000 to $30,000, like in some cases in 2008 to 2010. I mean, there were so many stocks that went down as much as 70 80%. In fact, I was reading an article the other day on some companies, I never heard of them, but they lost 100% of their value. They just went out of business. They were publicly traded. It's, it's scary. You never have to worry about gold going out of business. The last I checked, it was uh, solid as gold. In all of this that's being said, in all of the bad news, there is a massive silver lining. Remember that, okay? When you're looking at diversification, and we're we're talking today about the numbers, and we're talking about is the current administration doing enough to hold and rein in inflation? Are they doing enough to still get the money to the people that deserve it, good, bad, or indifferent? I don't know who those people are, but obviously they're smarter than me. All I'm here to do is to try to make sure that if the party, the music, the dancing stops... Today, are you ready for it? Let me give you some examples. So if you take 2020, we talked about this really in the show, silver was up uh, almost 48% last year, gold was up a respected 28%. The S&P was up 18%, actually almost 19 but the dollar was down just under 7%. That means the dollar lost 7% of its value. So if you didn't have a lot of cash in the bank, under the mattress, buried under under uh, you know your camper trailer in the driveway, then and you had it in precious metals, had it in rare coins, had it in stocks, your overall performance of your portfolio was better than most people. Not everybody, but most people. Because very, I would say about maybe 5 to 10% of the public is truly diversified. And that means multiple different categories of stocks, different types of bonds, short-term, mid-term, long-term, um, cash on hand, usually it's treasuries to, to be there. But I would tell you this, that, the truly long-term look down past one quarter, but rather two, three, four, five years down the road, as cycles come and go, you are going to have a much, much better overall rate of return when you have different types of asset classes. Again, I'm not a registered broker. I have no security license, so I'm only telling you my opinion based on historical fact. That's a fact. And the fact is, over the last 25 to 30 years, had you had your blue chip stocks, blue chip type bonds, and I consider to be precious metals of silver, gold, platinum, and, and blue chip rare coins, your overall return would have been substantially better than if you had any one of those things as a standalone, single. Because I've done, I've done the math, I can look at charts, you know, not, I'm not Harvard educated, but I can, I can read math, and I can see the science, and the science says diversification is the key to success in long-term investing. You might even have some real estate in there. And you know, rent properties are very good, actually, both short-term and long-term can be very profitable. So, again, I'm just here to show you another way of which that is a dollar which has lost 98%. Let me say it again: 98% of its buying power in the last 50 years. That means if if Uncle Joe or Uncle Steve or Aunt Betty Anybody in your family, even your parents, your grandparents—it doesn't matter—had taken a hundred thousand in cash and said, "You know, here we are in the 19 early 70s, and I'm just really worried about banks. I'm going to take 100000 hundred grand and put it under my mattress because a hundred grand is always worth a hundred grand." It probably was there for about a year, and then all of a sudden, we we're worth about maybe you know $98,000 or ninety-five thousand in buying power. So the statement is 100000 hundred grand is always worth a hundred grand is a fallacy. That is not true. That is not true. So, a hundred grand invested in gold in 1972 at $35 an ounce, okay, listen to me carefully, would be worth right at about $3 million by 1980. If you own stocks in 72 and you sold them in 1980, I can assure you, you would not have had $3 million worth of stocks. Now, you may have had stocks. You may have had some gold. You may have had some bonds. So what happens is if you diversify, the offsetting decline in one offset by the increase in another asset gives you the value that you're seeking in long-term investing. And that is something in the portfolio Is appreciating or showing capital appreciation and or growth nothing is a get-rich-quick that's nonsense we're not talking about get rich quick but we are talking about getting rich over time short-term profits can be made but I never recommend anybody invest in anything or collect anything in hard assets or collectibles that you're looking for a buy today sell tomorrow yes it does happen it happens more frequently lately than than it has in the past because of the worldwide growth in rare coin demand and, and precious metals demand so there's there actually is some truth to what i said but that's not the motive nor the meaning of why we invest in short-term dream with a long term reality that's really what reality is long term so i would recommend you stay with that Uh, 98% of the dollar has dropped in values in 71. If you look at about half of that, it's been in the last decade or 15 years or so. It's been horrific as the debt increases. Gold standard went away. So I'm telling you, people, as as we're getting a lot of of critical numbers uh, out there on inflation, unemployment, uh, people don't want to work. People don't want to go back and and really kind of create something from, from hard work. I guess or smart work whichever I, I work hard i try to work smart best i can so with that said i appreciate everyone listening to the show looking forward to our next show which is going to be like i said it's going to be an eye-opener so stay tuned stand by we appreciate everybody our sponsors and our advertisers need your help tremendously in order to uh keep the show going and call one of our county executives at any time if you have any questions on precious metals or rare coins we happy to give you free bids free evaluation on all your collections Precious metals or coins, we, we love to help people know what they've got from a value standpoint. Until then, this is Christian Briggs uh, and my producer, John Grainer, signing off.